0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Faux Monday. It is Monday. It is my favorite day of the week because if you like what you do, then Monday's a happy day. And of course, Faux Monday is the snackable companion to FOMO Sapiens, which we'll drop a full episode this Thursday. But until then, I'm with you here. Your host, Patrick McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Ooh, today I want to talk about something I love to talk about. I can't get enough of this story. It is Theranos. Oh, Elizabeth Holmes, you are a master of generating FOMO. And in fact, it got you into trouble. And this story is about the case that is ongoing, the United States versus Holmes. And there was an article that I've been reading a lot about this case. I, I literally can't. It's like this this the I want to just spend all my time reading about it. And this article from The Verge is called Theranos FOMO kept the DeVos family from doing its investment homework, and my friend Jeff Gujan sent it to me, and I've been getting a lot of other FOMO articles on this topic from folks who listen to the show, and so I want to talk about this story because it is, it's, it's just, it's kind of like the perfect storm. You have this sophisticated family, the DeVos family, and they own Amway, they are billionaires, like many times over and the family is sort of well-known because of that. I mean, Amway is a fascinating company. It's a private company. You know, it's, it's kind of controversial because it's seen as like this cultish culture. In fact, I remember as a kid, there was a family in my town that sold Amway and people looked at them with great suspicion, but they clearly bought, you know, they, they, they bought products for them and this family did quite well. But that's kind of an interesting angle. And then you have the DeVosses who are you know well-known too because Betsy DeVos, who's part of that family, was a very controversial member of the Trump administration. And then you have the fact that they invested $100 million into Theranos, not really knowing what the heck they were doing and they lost their money and it was just a mess. And so that is the story that's coming out, of course, what sort of really happened because the trial's happening and there's a woman named Lisa Peterson who was on the stand talking about why they made the investment the family. And I, you know, I got to first of all, I I do have to say number one is I think the fact that it's being put out there like Betsy DeVos's family did this investment is kind of a little unfair. I mean, I understand why people may not like her, but, you know, it's not like she led the deal. So kind of using that to make a headline, it's classical clickbait journalism. And I think it's just it's a little sloppy and we can do better. But the other thing is I actually worked with the DeVos family in my prior life in private equity. They have this entity called RDV, which is huge. I mean, they have a whole staff. They might, If they have 50 or 100 people working, just managing their fortune, I would not be surprised. They have a bunch of planes, people flying around the world. They're very global. Mway has a huge presence in China. And in fact the investment that i made was an investment in china with their team in private equity and they're sophisticated the people i worked with from the voss from the rdv family these were not family members they were you know professionals that managed the investments uh for the family they were they were pretty sharp so you know i do think that it's it's this story is crazy uh but i would just say that my experience working with rdv was quite a good one they were very sharp so This one is a little bit of a deviation from a history of good investing, but you know how it is. When it hits the headlines, uh, all those good things you did, they look less good. Now, what happened? Basically, in this situation, Lisa Peterson, who was in charge of the investment for the DeVos family for RDV, was leading due diligence, and she didn't really know the science. And in fact, she basically just kind of took everything that Elizabeth said at face value. And Elizabeth was smart. She would throw like a Pfizer logo on a document. And then you started saying, oh, this is official. Yeah, maybe not. And at the same time, she had this very fancy board of people with like heads of state and generals. So the DeVos family flies out. Lisa flies out with them. They, you know, test the tech. They believe everything that they're told. And then they never do more due diligence. They don't hire an expert. They don't hire anybody to look at the patents. And Lisa Peterson said on the stand, quote, I'm not a scientist. I can't figure out if those things were lending credibility to what they're saying. At which point I say, Good observation, Lisa. You are not a scientist. You you know you know yourself, so go hire one. You know, you're, if you're going to put a hundred million dollars in your something, like <laughs> spend a little money to make sure that it's real. But they didn't do that RDV, and the reason why that she said that she didn't do that was because she was afraid of upsetting Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes was also, at the same time she was kind of getting people to invest in her, in her company and trying to get them excited, she was also saying to them, listen, you know, I don't have to take your money, so you need to play by my rules, and I don't want you asking these questions. To wait. I'm, I, you know, I'm busy and important, and I don't want to waste my time with you. And so RDV had all this FOMO that they might get iced by Elizabeth, and so they didn't ask the hard questions that one asks in due diligence, which is, that's just bad. FOMO. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you gotta do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one of a kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to NetSuite.com slash FOMO. That's Netsuite.com slash FOMO. Netsuite.com slash FOMO. FOMO. I'll tell you something. If you uh, any of you guys have a hundred million dollars and you want me to invested on your behalf. I promise you I will do the due diligence. Maybe the investment won't go will not go well, but it won't be because I was too afraid to ask hard questions. That is that's just lame. It's just lame and it's not an excuse. And so what I want to tell you is just here's my take on this. My my hot take on the situation. I got five things to say. Number 1, we all know FOMO has two elements. The first is aspirational FOMO and what I see here is aspirational FOMO causing a massive blind spot you know the DeVos family RDV believed that they were going to make a ton of money ton of money it's like you know it's, it's greed and as a result that desire to make a you know a ton of money on this crazy amazing what looked like a sort of you know changing the world kind of company it it caused them to sort of just like stop thinking okay just completely stop thinking. So that aspirational FOMO, the idea that I want something I I don't have right now, it's very powerful. And if you use it against people, which Elizabeth did, their greed will overcome their skepticism. Number two, the second kind of FOMO is herd FOMO. And we see the herd here because you have a situation in which you've got all these really famous people like James Mattis, you know, the general, he's on the board and and Kissinger and, you know, those types of people. And so, you know, DeVos family flies out and they're like, well, you know, you got all these smart people on your board and also you have smart investors and, oh, Rupert Murdoch might invest and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So the herd, they join the herd and they say, well, I'm protected. I'm in the herd. You know, if I'm with all these other smart people, like I don't need to do my own work. I can just kind of skate off of their work. Yeah, you know what? If you have a hundred million bucks to throw into something, do your own work okay that's that's like again it's just as somebody who did investing for a living on behalf of a large institution that managed other people's money that's just not okay it's it's poor and it's it's not forgivable i'm i'm still upset <laughs> number 3 uh fear i i just find it amazing the power of fear the idea that if you're not able to participate in this investment and you you miss out the fear of missing out FOMO, how powerful it is to get you to completely outsource your thinking to nothing. So remember, investing out of fear or acting out of fear of of upsetting somebody, that's not a power move. Strong people don't do things out of fear. It's just a bad way to, to manage your investments and your life. Number four, always invest in what you understand and what you know. I mean, it's so basic, but it's sort of like the, when I see people investing in startups and they have no idea how to describe what that company does, they can't even assess if the technology makes sense or not. It's just that is top of the market behavior, and you know at some point the market corrects, or you you run into some fraud like what happened with Theranos, and you will get burned. It's just the way the world works. And finally, this is the part that really irritates me: accountability. Like, what is the accountability for the people who make bad investments? Now I don't know what happened to Lisa. Uh, And the other members of the team that worked on this deal, maybe Lisa got in trouble, maybe she didn't. But I will say people make bad investments all the time based on FOMO. And a lot of times they never pay the piper. Nothing happens. And so I do think it's important to recognize and hold people accountable if they if they, you know, make bad investments because of lack of judgment. They should they should be held accountable whether they lose their job or or something else. And I will say there is one upside to all of this, which is that I can guarantee Lisa will never make an investment based on FOMO ever again. Like this is great learning. And in fact, listen, I'm not perfect. I made investments uh, based on FOMO all the time early in my career. I was an investor in the early days of the internet. We invested in concepts that made really no sense and I learned from that experience having been burned when they all blew up and I had to sort of like restructure the companies and fire people uh, I learned how painful that is and I said never again and that's one of the reasons why I'm not a FOMO investor it's probably one of the I mean I've I've stayed away from a lot of trendy investments now have I sat on the sides when other people made money have I missed out on an opportunity to make money sometimes yeah undoubtedly but you know what I sleep better at night, and so I'm okay with that. So anyway, just to recap my five hot takes, aspirational FOMO is, you know, it is here in this story in many ways. Number two, the herd FOMO is also here, and you combine them together, and it's just like boom. Number three, fear-based decision-making is not a way to go. Four, just stick to what you know. Invest in what you know. You will be so much happier, I promise. And number five. I don't even know. This isn't advice. It's just my hot take is sort of like there should be accountability and it really irritates me. And like, you know, Elizabeth, she's being held accountable, but how about all these FOMO investors? What about them? All right. That was my hot take. I'm, I'm now a little stressed out because it just, it gets to me, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but keep following these stories and sending me stories that, that you think would be good for for Fo Mendes. I love hearing from you. You can reach me at Let's Connect at You can also find me on Twitter at PJ and on Instagram at Patrick J. All right, everybody, have a great week. I will see you on Thursday with another episode of FOMO Sapiens. Can't get enough of FOMO Sapiens? Join me on Patreon for ad-free episodes, bonus material, and exclusive content that will help you to master FOMO and position yourself for greater success in both business and life. Go to patreon.com slash FOMO Sapiens to learn more. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on LinkedIn. I love hearing from you, so don't be shy. FOMO. Want more FOMO, FOMO Sapiens FOMO. and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen FOMO. to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. FOMO. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.